0: How are you doing today? This is Ryan for the Scale Up Show. I have Matt Swally on, who is the founder of OmniKey. Amazing things that this company is doing, leveraging generative AI for marketing. Uh, really cool visuals that they have on their website, too, as a side note. However, Matt went from a Fortune 10 chief of staff to first time founder. And one of the cool things, too, is his company finished in the top 20. Out of a thousand at TechCrunch Disrupt, some awesome things we talk about into AI, the future, where it's heading, what's changing, and how they started preparing for this big boom in 2018. You're not gonna to miss it, check it out. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to The Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Matt Swally. Matt is the co-founder and chief business officer at OmniKey, which is an AI advertising platform that uses analytics and generative AI to improve revenue. He was at a Fortune 10 AT&T previously and rose the ranks all the way from a sales rep to a sales leader to chief of staff on global strategy, and now he's in the startup world. Matt, welcome. Happy to have you on the show, man. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me and hello to all the listeners out there. Yeah, man. Hello and uh, thank you. We appreciate you being on the show. I'm excited about what you guys are doing and excited to get into your backstory and really what you guys are all about because it's, it's really cutting edge. And so, But before we do that, I want to do a real quick revenue rundown so you understand where he is at in terms of the journey. Where are you at, Matt, in terms of your ARR? We are north of $2 million ARR. Okay. So 2 million plus in ARR, what's your primary revenue go-to-market strategy for growing the company?
1: A number of different channels. One, we use our own product. It brings in a lot, like 50% of our business. Another one is partnerships and then direct sales. Okay. Excellent. And are you doing for direct, direct sales? Is that like an inbound motion, outbound motion, all the above? What, what's kind of the approach there? A combination of outbound emails and then retargeting with digital ads. Oh, I love that, man. We could dig yeah. into that. I got some uh,
0: some questions on that. Uh see that you're across multiple platforms, ranging from LinkedIn and TikTok to you name it. Uh, so speaking of that, why don't you walk us through your solution in like a couple sentences and who it serves?
1: Sure. So we're... An- artificial intelligence powered marketing platform that uses data and analytics. And when I say data data and analytics, it's a real time performance data. So we look at performance data. We use something called computer vision that can quantify what within an ad is leading to performance. And then we generate it with generative AI and other elements for optimized for each of those channels. So we help our customers follow their customers where they are and show it in a way that leads to more revenue. Okay. Excellent, ma'am. How big is your team? We have around 50 located around the world. Okay. I was employee number three and we have about 20 full-time today. Nice,
0: nice, nice. So employee three, 50 full-time today. And then are you bootstrapped or
1: funded? We are funded. We just closed out a seed extension round of $10 million at the end of 2022. Oh, okay. Excellent, ma'am. Well, good for you. Uh, So... That's that's good,
0: man. And um, I'd love to get into, you know, first of all, I, I start this this kind of episode all over the place, right? Sometimes we'll get into the backstory, sometimes we'll go into directly in the solution. One of the things that was unique about you that we caught about briefly before the show is just, you know, how did you make the jump from a Fortune 10 company after rising through the ranks and say, eh, I've had enough of this. I want to move from a Fortune 10 company to a startup. Like, what happened? How did it all go down? Walk us through that.
1: Yeah, so I went the corporate path for that first 13 years. I had moved to Dallas headquarters for AT&T, and I got into corporate strategy. I made this big goal, get into corporate strategy. I got my MBA while I was there because I knew everything needed big picture thinking, and you had to understand financials and where how to tell stories through financials. So got there, spent two years there, and was looking at all these tech startups during the bullish, it was that bullish year where the market was on fire. And I was looking at all these tech startups and got really fascinated in venture capital funding and how agile startups are. And I met the founder, Hikari Senju, who's one of the best visionaries I've ever seen. He was years ahead of knowing generative AI was going to get to where it is. He was a Harvard computer science grad on his second startup. And he brought me on as employee number three. So it was really fate and then networking that brought me here. Excellent, man. Data networking. So let me ask
0: you this. And how did, because you mentioned he had the vision for some of what's happening right now in 2018, right? In, in the whole generative genera AI movement uh, and using data is kind of the linchpin for that. Like, I'm sure you have exposure to this. I know he's not on the show right now, but I was just curious, like, how was he aware or what made him think in 2018 this is going to happen now. What, what kind of like, what was the foresight or what was the vision at that point? And I'm sure he shared it with you. If not, we can move on, man.
1: Oh yeah, he sure has. So <laughs> his dad is an art, a famous artist and his grandpa was an IBM executive. So he was always really interested in at like art and design and tech. So it was, that was part of it. And then second, he was running growth for a company called yep.com. And he realized like, you can, there's different levers you can pull with digital advertising. Like they were running ads and he realized there's insights you can pull from that data. And he knew, like he cross-referenced it at MIT and Harvard and had done a bunch of courses on artificial intelligence. And he just said knew based on how the technology improves every year, it was going to eventually hit the tipping point, which where we're at today. So we were building, preparing, and then now today it's, it's absolutely on fire. Oh Yeah.
0: And we're recording this, it's like early 2023. Chat GPT was released to the public about two months ago, had a record for how fast they've grown. And then at the same time, just the sheer quantum, I should say, the sheer quantity and volume of money being dumped into AI right now. When I say dumped in, I don't mean that in a negative way, right? So, so walk us through a little bit, Matt. Let's take it a little bit deeper. So everybody has a shorter attention span right now. Would you agree? basically people yes. have the attention span of a goldfish and so how how are you leveraging like ai and machine learning to capture the short attention span of consumers to stick out and cut through the noise versus everything else
1: yeah it's it's crazy how much it's it's changing every day i mean Brian, we're probably around the same age and we didn't have all these different devices, but people's attention spans and new platforms are emerging every single day. If you look at generative AI, like you said, $2.7 billion getting dumped into it. All these new applications being built on top of it. You see all these new platforms like Spotify going all in on advertising. People are going from place to place to place. And what we do at at OmniKey is we ingest all that data from the different platforms, which are all walled gardens. They keep it as... You know they're called walled gardens because they keep the personal information siloed in each one of those, and you could pull out insights from each of them of why Ryan's clicking or what you like, and then you can go run analysis and then actually use those attributes in in really quick turnaround creative with generative AI.
0: Okay, and so walk us a step deeper. Like, how does that work exactly? Like, I you know I understand. Like, let's use LinkedIn for example, right? And sure, you know uh, LinkedIn's notorious for being. The, uh, the high cost leader in terms of ads and in terms of approaching, I've talked to multiple folks. However, it's got some of the best targeting. So like how would that apply with using like LinkedIn to uh, perform above and beyond what you would just by performing, putting together normal ads or anything along those lines?
1: Yeah, so there's dynamic elements. You do know how many people how many people are seeing it, you know how many people are clicking and you can run deeper lower funnel for how many people are signing up for a lead or registering or downloading an app. So, each one of those when you have millions of impressions or yeah, or tens of millions of impressions, you can start to pull out insights in regression analysis under that audience. You can pull out insights into like the text that's the value prop that's resonating because there's like lots of dynamic elements when you're testing. There's like what we create is static images, GIFs, short form video, long form video, and then different copy in the different elements. And with that, it gets served to customers in different ways. And then you can start to pull out those insights into why they're actually, you know, clicking based on regression analysis and auto tagging all the creative and elements with computer vision. Okay,
0: I see. So, and are you seeing like... I guess let me, well, let me, let me shift gears a little bit. Okay. So that makes sense. How are you guys leveraging? I see in your website, it says you're powered by chat GPT. Like how are you leveraging chat GPT for your business and your solution? And then as your business as a whole, because I'd love to hear
1: that. Sure. So what you can do is you get these keywords and value props for each customer. And when we onboard a customer, we do a number of things. First, we connect into all their advertising data. So through API integrations with each of the channels, we can start to pull out those insights into the top keywords, colors, objects within ads that are performing well today. And then you can use those as inputs into generating different creative elements with these other platforms like ChatGPT or GPT-4, for example, that's coming up. It continues to get better. So those are inputs. And then they're automatically generating tons of iterations of content. And the beautiful part about it is, There's still a place for humans in every element of this because none of it's perfect. So as long as you have a human reviewing all of the information when it's completed, um, you eliminate the bias you're reading about right now, really. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But you can take those inputs to further talk on your point, Ryan, is you can take those inputs of the data Even our AI will even recommend potential images to generate, where then you can go generate the image, generate that. You can use it as a concept. In the past, it could take weeks to generate a concept, and now you can do it in seconds. And then you can use other tools and even AI tools to further improve that so it's ready to go to market. Okay. I love that. And
0: I could see that what you're talking about with your concept after looking at your website, uh, love the picture that you guys created with that, with the dog and like the metal dog. I think it was is it metal. No, is it a metal monkey? Yeah, it's a metal monkey. That's what it is. The metal. I think it's like the metal monkey with your logo head on it, something like that. Is what we are talking about with like the concept that you just kind of evolved from there.
1: Right. Yeah. So our logo is a monkey. So it, a number of reasons why. Um, one is Omnikey is an anagram for monkey. So there's one. And second, it makes you smile. So all the big marketing companies that are good at marketing, Coca-Cola, Google, you smile when you say it. Um, But yeah, monkey's our logo. So we've, you know, we went with that. And so we have lots of verticalized different concepts with the OmniKey monkey. Like you could do chef OmniKey or like, we have all these different verticals we do well in like SaaS and um, FinTech and health and wellness or health tech. And we use those concepts really quickly with AI to generate that monkey in those those different verticals.
0: Okay. And are you stacking different AI tools to leverage this outside of ChatGPT?
1: Yes, yes. We have relationships with all the different um, open source AI companies. So we also use Stability. We use OpenAI. And then we're also building them in-house. So one of the major initiatives with that fundraising round we spoke about earlier... Is we've been hiring in some of the best AI data scientists in the world to join OmniKey. Nice. Love it, man. Okay. Yeah.
0: Shifting gears a little bit, I guess. So that helps with the attention span, right? Um, outside of that, you know, as you're trying to grow the company and like, where do you see the vision of this moving in terms of how AI generated advertising is going to change social media and then social media marketing? Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, it can go so much for, for further. It keeps getting better and better. So, like today, you can do images and then text, and now you can do voiceovers in multi languages. So, all this stuff is instant. Tomorrow, you're, I mean, people are building chat bots on top of that. OmniKey's vision is we want to take it further to using the data from advertising to generate landing pages. Because, what's the next step after it? You get someone to a landing page with an ad. And then if the landing page still has issues, you're you're not going to convert as much. So we can take it farther and farther. Build upon chatbots, AI for videos. Eventually, it will get to the point where, you know, there's neural reading even that in the next 5 to 10 years where it can tell what Ryan is thinking about potentially and then generate an image or that whole video game or meta world.
0: Are you thinking through like like you're talking like Elon Musk like Neuralink and, and things like that? Is yeah, that mm-hmm. you're talking. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's wild. That that that's possible. But I think I agree with you, man. I think things are changing at a breakneck speed. So either people get on, or they're going to get like blown away trying to do things the old way. Um, that's just my two cents. Uh, I guess like what's the reaction you're seeing from your customer base when we're, when you're kind of looking at this?
1: Oh, there's so much excitement around AI. So everyone's trying to figure out how they can improve their productivity and implement these tools. So from our perspective, we're we're seeing lots and lots lots of interest um, and figure in ways customers coming to us to figure out how they can implement our solution as quickly as possible. And it's it's kind of accelerating some of our product roadmap and things. So, um, but we're getting close to 400 leads a month right now with a similar type of strategy we had last, last year, which is, it's really exciting.
0: Excellent. So let's, let's talk about your business a little bit, I guess. Like what's the number one pattern that you see working well in terms of growing your business right now?
1: For, for us or for our customers? Yeah.
0: For you is at OmniKey.
1: Well, one is, is drilling down on our ideal customer profile. Um, So far, we've done really well with gross stage companies. So let's talk 10 to 100 million in revenue where we can be a direct plug into their team. Um, So that historically has been our best place where we provide analytics, computer vision insights that can be used across their company, and then multivariate, lots of iterations of creative that can go get distributed to the platforms. They say an average like uh, creative le- life's length is like around 15 days. And like we discussed earlier, personal information is continually getting more and more restricted. So creative is now the main lever for distribution. But our next growth area is SMB. As we're seeing all this, this uh, incoming interest, we are working on developing a self-service product that will be launched uh, by the end of the first quarter that will allow our customers to build everything within our platform and launch directly into the platforms themselves oh, for excellent. those like smaller ad spend customers. Okay. And so, yeah. So like, what would that,
0: like in terms of ad spend, what would ad spend would that account for, for that SMB? Like what kind of ranges?
1: Like less than 5,000 a month. Okay. Excellent, man.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. What, what would you say right now with everything that you have going on? it sounds like the arrow is pointing up, but what would you say is your single biggest challenge right now in growing the business?
1: The single biggest challenge is we are at the most exciting time, but we're going through that next stage of growth after raising a funding round and building in the structure. We've hired some really great leadership, really great talent, and is building that structure and then moving as fast, fast as possible. <laughs> Blitz scaling. You know, you have to because, like we said, there's $2.7 billion going into generative AI right now, so it's, it's really a foot race for who can do it the quickest and capture, capture a lot of the market share. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: How about like with all the privacy constraints that are kind of getting, I don't want to say implemented, but basically implemented with Apple uh, across like, you know, meta and some of the other areas that are coming up, like how is that affecting advertising and what you guys are doing right now?
1: Yeah, today all our integrations are with, with the platforms. And so we only have to comply to what the platforms do. We're not getting personal information and we can pull out insights to that. Um, if we start to do further integrations, which we will down the roadmap with like HubSpot and some of these others, um, we'll, we'll have to worry about that more. The second thing is, is um, we uh, – privacy, I'm trying to think on – yeah, today we really don't have we don't have to worry about that. And second, the second point I was going to make, Ryan, is that we have this approval dashboard. By the way, where our customers have to go review all the creative before it goes live. So anything generated by AI is reviewed by not only a, an OmniKey human team member, but also the customer. And so we keep a lot of um, things private in, before it launches that way. Okay, so
0: you got monitoring and stuff like that to kind of back that up. Um, so. I guess with, when you're looking at kind of the next phase of, of where you see things going over the next 12 months, I'm not even going to say three years, but 12 months from now, like where do you see the company being at in terms of revenue and where do you see the focus being just looking at out and leveraging that vision?
1: Yeah, we're going to continue to develop that, that small business playbook as well as an enterprise play. We're we're finally landing some Fortune one thousand customers right now. Each each one of those has a different playbook, and then um, we will. Uh, yeah, our goal is to be at three times revenue year over year, and and you know be a publicly traded company within the next three to four years. Which you, we'd want to be around hundred million. If that tells
0: you. Wow, hundred million. So three to four years, publicly traded. That's awesome, man. Um, all right, well, I guess from your perspective, you came from the corporate world, you're in the startup world right now, where, you know, knowing what you know now, <laughs> going back to when you first started working at the startup, what would you tell yourself on day one that, you know,
1: a couple years later? Um... Well, the one good thing about working at a large company that restructures a lot is I had a different job every six months practically when I was working there. So that's one of the biggest things is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable when you're in a startup. Like, I think the one big piece of advice is, is like, you will have days you think, every like everything possible to go wrong and then the next week you have the best week of the company and everything turns around so you have to like really just get comfortable with that trying to keep that level level set head throughout every single day and keep chipping away and the one big thing is is like at a startup you have to prioritize what's most important every day and then you just can't necessarily get to other things so it's it's really a key priority for a leader in a startup to just Figuring out what's going to make the best impact to the business today. How can I help move the team closer to scaling, like hiring the additional salespeople, developing that structure? It's 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 crazy because you're going through entire company life cycles in such a short period of time when you're going through these stages. At a large company, you could work in a job for years doing the same thing, but here you're going to go from having to have a co-founder led sales, right? I hadn't been selling in years and now I'm, I'm doing every 10 sales calls a day to now having a full <laughs> sales team, you know, six months later to the next step of having, you know, sales manager and a sales team under that and a, a much bigger organization of, you know, double the people every year, or double or triple the people. So.
0: Excellent, man. That's the
1: most fun part about a start off startup. The variety is nice.
0: I would definitely give you that. Uh, you could, you you know, working in the same corporate structure, you definitely get burnt out doing that year after year. Uh, and in big companies, man, like we talked about this, there's there's so much red tape to get stuff done, especially at companies like, you know, you worked at, which is really funny. So um, unfortunately, Matt, we, we are up on time. Where can people find you? Where can they find out more about OmniKey? And then we'll wrap it up,
1: man. Yeah, you can find us at www.omnikey.com. O-M-N-E-K-Y. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at Matt Swally on LinkedIn, and you can also schedule a demo on our website directly. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for being on the show, Matt. It was great hearing your perspective,
0: kind of where you're going, what's happening with the company. It sounds super exciting. Uh, so appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you so much, Ryan. All right. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out the scale up show.